Welcome to Main Menu for the week of June 6th through June 12, 2014. I'm your host, David Tanner, and it is good to have you with us today on Main Menu. Welcome back if you are a returning listener, and welcome aboard if you're a new listener. We are very pleased to have you with us and hope that you'll get a lot of interesting and valuable information out of the show today. We do have two main things for you today. We're going to start with Kevin Shaw, and Kevin is going to be coming to us from Zaga Entertainment, and he is going to be introducing us to a new descriptive video service that they are in the midst of developing, and they're going to demo it for you, and he's going to show you all about it and tell you a little bit how you can get involved with it also. And then the folks at GW Micro have kindly provided us with the first part of what will be a two-part webinar on Outlook with GW Micro's window eyes and that is going to be our second feature today and they will be going over all that you need to do to set up to use your window eyes with Outlook with Office 2013 and he will go through and show you how to set up your account and do a number of other things with window eyes with Office 2013 Outlook. We do appreciate GW Micro letting us air that here on Main Menu and hope that you get a lot of valuable information out of it. Wanted to mention for those of you who are low vision, we have found out about a new app for iOS that you may be interested in called Magnificent, M-A-G-N-I-F-I-C-E-N-T. You can get it on the App Store for free. I'm told that it is very accessible. It works with voiceover even, and it can even with a certain feature that I believe is an advanced feature that is a small additional charge, but it's a very small additional charge, can even allow you to double tap on the screen and have read back to you what you're looking at on a print document. But I'm told it the magnification is very good, that it's very clear, very easy to use app. It's gotten some wonderful reviews from a number of people already. And so you may want to try that out. And again, it's called Magnificent. We're going to go ahead and get right on into our reviews for today. And we hope you have a great week. And we'll see you back here again next week on Main Menu. Here at ACB Radio's Main Menu, we are always looking for feedback from our listeners. If you have any feedback about something that you have heard here on Main Menu, suggestions for things you would like to hear on future programs, or if you are able to record a product demonstration or interview for us, please get in contact with us by sending an email to mainmenu at acbradio.org. That's mainmenu at acbradio.org. You can also get in contact with us via Twitter. 
Our Twitter page is at www.twitter.com slash mainmenu, or you can follow at mainmenu with your favorite Twitter client. Finally, all of our contact information, past shows, and more can be found on our website at mainmenu.acbradio.org. Thank you for listening to Main Menu, and we look forward to hearing from you with your thoughts about our program. Hi, Main Menu. My name is Kevin Shaw, and I'm the president and founder of Zaga Entertainment. We're uh, in the offices of Zaga Entertainment right now, and uh, I'd like to tell you a little story. I was at home a couple of years ago, and I wanted to watch a movie on DVD. I had a shelf full of described movies, and a lot of them were still in shrink wrap. And I had to ask myself, how come I haven't unwrapped any of these movies and watched them? And then it hit me. I realized that I didn't want to have to go through the whole process of putting the DVD in the player and taking the remote control and navigating that uh, DVD menu so I could actually turn on the option for described video. So I thought, well, it must be easier to just go and find this online. So I went to Netflix and I went to iTunes and I went to uh, our local uh, cable provider here, Rogers, and I couldn't find any described video content online. And that was really the genesis of Zaga Entertainment. What Zaga Entertainment does is we provide an online video-on-demand service that presents movies and TV shows with described video. And in this demonstration, I'm going to show you a little bit of how our website works. I'll show you the prototype of our planned service, and I'll show you how you can get an early subscription to the service by supporting us during our crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo.com. So if you're ready to go, strap on your helmets and uh, let's begin. I have a website open here, and it's from our local broadcaster here, CTV, and they present the Big Bang Theory. The Big Bang Theory 723 preview. It will bring up the page for the Big Bang Theory, but there's no way for me to find the play button. Bookmark and share. Image. Reply 1. Bookmark and share. Image. Related galleries. The Big Bang Theory 724. Visited. Our site is different, so I'll bring that up, and you can easily get there by going to Z or Z-A-G-G-A dot TV. And when you bring up the site, you'll hear the audio from a video that we have on the website. The black and white Zaga logo with spaces filled in color. We believe that described video can enable those with vision loss to enjoy film and TV in remarkable ways. Eric uses a laptop. We also believe that finding and interacting with described video should be easy, convenient, and fun. A TV station's website with inaccessible controls. Other video-on-demand websites use inaccessible controls that are invisible to screen readers. Even the most popular video-on-demand services don't provide a way for users to aggregate described content. A search for Iron Man Descriptive in iTunes shows no results. This is why Zaga Entertainment is creating the world's first subscription-based video-on-demand service for consumers with vision loss. Aerithy's Toy Story on the Zaga website. We offer an accessible, affordable viewing experience for the desktop and for mobile devices with accessible controls. An iPad playing the movie Toy Story using Zaga's accessible controls. In a park, a couple watch and laugh at a video on an iPad. We're creating experiences that will enable our customers to connect with their sighted friends and family over great visual storytelling. And that's the video on the front page of our website. You can navigate through the site with headings. Controls. Coming sooner than you think. Describe video on man. Entering main. Controls. And you can get to a section where you'll find the play controls. So I'll just briefly show you what these controls do. Play button. 
Press play button. To enjoy film and TV in remarkable ways. Press pause button. Play, of course, plays the file. You can also pause. Rewind 30 seconds. Press rewind 30 seconds button. You can rewind. The black and forward 30 seconds button. Fast forward 30 seconds. Press forward 30 seconds button. Press forward 30 seconds button. You can mute the audio. Mute button. Pause button. We're creating You can turn the volume up. Volume up button. Press, 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 volume up button. Pause button. The black and white Re volume, volume up button. Down. Volume down button. Volume down button. 16.7% slider. And we have a neat uh, slider that will let you scrub through the video. Interact with slider. 16.7, 16.7%. believe 18.8%, 19 19.8%, 21.22, 23%. 21.26.27.29.29.31.0. And that will allow you to uh, scrub through the video. All of these uh, buttons have keyboard shortcuts, so I can just use the control key and uh, P for play and uh, various other controls to control the website. I'll show you how to browse for a title. And again, this is the prototype of the uh, web service that we'll be offering. So I'll just uh, look for for the browse selection. Controls, coming sooner than you think. Controls, coming sooner. Contact us, newsroom, how it works. Visit, register, vi browse samples, visited. Press, browse samples, visited. Browse videos. This will bring up uh, just a short list of movies that you can browse. Up, Toy Story, visited. Knocked up. So let's look at, um, let's look at Toy Story. Toy Story. Entering main, director, John Lasseter. Tagline, hang on for the comedy that goes to infinity and beyond. Stars, Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, and Don Rickles. Rating, G. Controls. And if I want to start playing it. Pause button. We'll turn the volume up. Volume up button. Pre press volume up button. The tiny green soldiers hop out of the bucket, march to the door, and crack it open. A point man checks the dark hallway, then waves a soldier past. He hurries across the hall, glances over the balcony, then signals the troops. Play button. All right, I think that's enough of that, and uh, that's basically how the browse function works on uh, our prototype website. If I want to search for something, it's just as easy. Back. Search button. Search edit text. And let's search for the word rouge. Rouge. Search results. Sci Entertainment page has two items. Search results for Moulin Rouge. Press Moulin Rouge. And here is the web Moulin page Rouge. for Moulin Rouge. Entering main. Again, I've Director. Got all information here. Tagline. No laws. No limits. One rule. Never fall in love. Pause button. And I'll just play a little bit of that. And I was to perform my poetry. Forward 30 seconds button. Fast forward a little bit. He leads his diamond dogs onto the stage. They swish their petticoats back and forth in a riot of reds, blacks, yellows, pinks, and blues. Play button. From now until June 14th, you have an opportunity to sign up early for our service through a crowdfunding campaign that we have launched on Indiegogo.com. And I'd like to show you how you can contribute to that. So this will be your chance to put your hand up first and say, me, 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 and uh, sign up for the service. So you can get there by going to our homepage. Our Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign is here. 
WW Saga Entertainment Limited Vertical Line Indiegogo HTML Content Saga Entertainment Limited Clickable Imagine Instantly Inclusive Movies and TV Clickable My name is Kevin Shaw When I was 19 years old I lost the vision I had been blessed with since birth I couldn't enjoy a sunset or see the faces of my friends anymore Losing my vision also meant I couldn't enjoy movies and TV as much as I used to I could follow the dialogue But those scenes with no talking meant I didn't always get the joke or I missed an important part of the plot Clickable So there's a bunch of text there that you can read through the problem, clickable. The solution, problem, clickable. The solution. We need your help, clickable. So here on the Indiegogo page, there's a, a YouTube frame, and we have a movie in there that you can play. Press play button. Sorry to interrupt the movie. I think that's a pretty exciting scene. When I enjoy a movie, I see nothing on screen. So you can just watch that, and that'll give you an overview of what the service is like. We're crowdfunding to do two things. We're going to build out a full version of the website, which will do way more than what I just showed you. So it will be secure. Uh, you'll have the ability to uh, register for an account and have access to hundreds of movies and TV shows on the website. We're also building out an iOS app for Apple devices, such as the iPad and other iDevices, because Apple has thought about all of the accessibility stuff at the start, and all of that will be available to you when we launch our service. So I'm going to show you how you can contribute to the campaign. You're going to look for a link that says Contribute Now, or you can find one of our perks on the website. And a perk is basically the subscription levels that we're offering to people who contribute. Contribute now. Visited. Select a perk. Clickable. List seven items. $40 CAD featured. $10 CAD gaffer. $25 CAD assistant director. Start early bird special star. Let the world know you need this service now. Receive six months of described VOD service for 50% off the planned subscription price. First 50 contributors receive this special pricing and a high-quality, beautifully stylized coffee mug with raised print saying, They kiss. We tell. Plus, receive exclusive access to a private Facebook group and podcast journal with updates on the site's construction. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my Zaga. Estimated delivery, July 2014, 18 out of 50 claimed. Visited. So that's a, a, an early bird special that we've got running. It's $25 for six months of service. Uh, we only have, uh, we, we don't have many left, so I'll just click on that. Press $20 Saga Entertainment Limited Vertical Line Indiegogo HTML content. And this will allow me to sign up for the service on this page. Saga Entertainment Limited Indiegogo page has 11 links, 3 headings, 10 form controls. Here you can put in the amount that you wish to contribute. So if you want to contribute a little more than $25 or any amount you want, you can type that in there. 25 Content selected dollar edit text. If you want to be an anonymous donor, you can just check this checkbox. Don't display my name on the campaign page. Uncheck checkbox. And uh, let's just fill in some information here. I'll just fill in my name. Name, edit text. And here's the address field. Let's put my address in. Country, edit text. Cap C, insertion at end of text. Address line 1, edit text. Address line 2, option city, edit text. Toronto, suggested correction. I clearly cannot spell the name of my own city. Province, edit text, list one item. Ontario, clickable. Press Ontario. Clickable. Postal code. Edit text. Okay, so once you've done that, you can click on Continue to Payment. Continue to Payment button. Press Continue to Payment button. And here you've got an option where you can pay by PayPal, if you have a PayPal account, or you can use your credit card.
And if you've signed up for a perk, you'll actually get our very cool stylized coffee mug. Uh, it's a big etched version of our logo on one side. And on the other, there's an image of two people that are about to kiss and they're sort of in 1940s garb. And uh, there's a tagline above it that says, they kiss, we tell. And right underneath that is uh, our logo, Zaga Entertainment. So you'll put in your shipping address if you want that. Once you're finished, you just click the contribute button and then you're done. Contribute button. And that is how you can contribute to the Indiegogo campaign and sign up for six months of service at a deep discount. We would really love your support and are so glad if you come aboard with us. We're only running the campaign until June 14th, and we only have a limited number of, uh, of the mugs. So make sure that you uh, sign up early. If you want to get in touch with us, that's really easy. Our website is zaga.tv, Z-A or Z-A-G-G-A.tv. And you can find us on Twitter, twitter.com slash zagatv, facebook.com forward slash zagatv, or you can send an email to info at zaga.tv. Remember, it's not .com, it's .tv. And I'd love to hear from you, so please feel free to get in touch. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, may the Zaga be with you. Hello, this is Mark Solomon with GW Micro. It is April 11th, 2014, and today's webinar training will serve as an introduction to Microsoft Outlook 2013. As you have probably all heard by now, GW Micro and Microsoft announced a new partnership in January, making WindowWise available at no cost to those who are using Microsoft Office 2010 or newer. This announcement has led to lots of excitement in the screen reader community. We thought it would be helpful for both our existing customers and new customers to provide a series of Microsoft Office 2013 training webinars since many people are either using 2013 or have decided to purchase it to take advantage of the WindowWise offer. We are planning a second webinar on Outlook 2013 that will cover more advanced topics as well as topics suggested by our customers. There's a lot of information to cover today, so let's get started. First, a little housekeeping and some general items. If you are new to using the Talking Communities Meeting Room, we've created a knowledge base article that can be found at www.gwmicro.com kb2056. And this article will provide instructions on how to maximize your experience while using the Talking Communities Meeting Room. One of the details it covers is how to block the Progress Indicator app in this particular window because the progress bars used here do not provide any direct benefit. So I'll just make a quick mention that if you press Control Shift Windows key and the letter P as in Papa, it will block the Progress Indicator app in this particular window. Today's webinar should be approximately one hour in length and we will leave time at the end for questions and answers. If you do have comments or questions that you want to present during the presentation, you can use the text chat area to post your comments. Because during the main presentation, I'm going to be locking the microphone, so you won't be able to use your microphone to communicate. So if you'd like to ask a question 
or post some information, just use that text chat feature. We've created study guide worksheets and a keyboard shortcut reference to go along with today's webinar. And those, can, those resources can be downloaded from the GW Micro webinar archive and we'll also be posting a recording of today's session on the archive once that file is edited and ready to go. And the address of the archive is www.gwmicro.com webinars. And throughout today's presentation, I'll be referring to the study guide worksheet and helping answer the questions, the review questions that are on that study guide. Let's next go over our learning objectives for today's training. We want to learn how to add a new email account in Outlook 2013. We want to be able to identify the Outlook components and their key features. We want to learn how to optimize the view settings in the mail component of Outlook. We want to identify and learn how to use the email message list. We want to identify and learn how to use the navigation pane, which contains our email folders. We want to identify the features of the Outlook Enhance app for window eyes. We want to learn how to enable message virtualization, which is one of the features of Outlook Enhance. We want to learn how to open and read the body of an email message. We also want to learn how to open and save attachments. We'll also try to cover how to read and access the email header fields, such as from who the message is from, who it was sent to, the date it was sent, so on and so forth. We want to learn how to compose and send an email message. And lastly, we'll try to learn how to insert a file attachment. Those are our learning objectives for today's training. So I'm going to, at this point, turn on desktop streaming so you'll be able to both see and hear the information presented on my computer. And we're going to go into Microsoft Outlook and work together to create or add a new email account. Give me a quick minute to get these settings prepared. Inbox, Inbox Webinar Outlook. Task switching on selected list. At this point, I've moved my focus to Microsoft Outlook using Alt-Tab. I am streaming my desktop, and everyone should also be able to hear window-wise as it speaks. You're going to need to know several important pieces of information before you can add an email account and you will be responsible for obtaining this information from your email provider. In today's demonstration, I will be showing you how to add a Gmail account into Outlook, but there are many other email providers, so you'll need to contact that specific provider, either by phone or visiting their online resources, to obtain information such as your email address, your email password, the incoming and outgoing servers, as well as the type of security or authentication that those email servers might use. So once again, please don't contact GW Micro and ask us to help provide those details. You'll be responsible for finding that information yourself. And once you gather those details, 
you'll be able to follow the steps I demonstrate next to add the account. When you're creating an email account within Outlook, one of the questions you'll need to answer is, what email protocol do you want to use? And referencing our study guide, the first question asks, what are the two popular email protocols that most email service providers offer? And the answer is POP email, which stands for Post Office Protocol, and the second is IMAP, which stands for Internet Message Access Protocol. So you'll need to know which of these protocols you plan on using when you set up your account. And the second question on the study guide asks, what email protocol should you choose if you want to have your emails and email folders synchronized on multiple devices? And the answer is IMAP. And I believe that if you create a Gmail account, by default, it would use IMAP. But in today's demonstration, I'm actually going to use the POP protocol because that is my personal preference. And the benefit of POP for me is that once I download the email into Microsoft Outlook, it removes that message from the server. And that's the way I prefer to manage my email. But of course, this is a personal preference and you'll want to choose the protocol that works best for you. Now that we're in Microsoft Outlook, we want to add an account. And the first time you open Outlook, you'll be presented with a window that takes you through the steps to add an account. And they'll be very similar to what I'll be showing you next. But if you get into the program, this is the keyboard shortcuts that you can use to access the Add Account dialog. And that actually answers question three in the worksheet. What are the keyboard shortcuts you can press to add a new email account? You start by pressing Alt-F to access the File tab. F, Info Menu, tell me more. The File tab is now open, and I'm placed on the Info item in the File tab menu. Next, I'll press I to select the information item. I. Followed by D to select the Add Accounts item in the Backstage view for information. D. Email account or radio button checked. Property sheet add account. Now I'm in the Add Account dialog and an email account radio button is checked. And if you're using a popular email provider, you'll be able to tab into the next four edit boxes asking you for your name, your email address, your password, and then to retype your password. And if you enter that information and activate the next button, Outlook will try to automatically configure the other settings in your account. So if that works for you, that's fantastic, that's easy, and you might want to use that option. But what I'm going to do is instead of letting Outlook try to automatically automatically configure the account, I'm going to choose the manual setup, which is a little bit more involved, but gives you full control. And if you can do the manual setup, obviously you'll be able to do the simple automatic setup. I'll press my down arrow to select the second radio button. Manual setup or additional server types and radio button checked. Now that this radio button is checked, I'm going to tab to the next button and activate it. Next and button. Space. Microsoft Exchange server or compatible service and radio button checked. And on this step in the Add Account process, I'm asked to choose the type of email service I want to use. 
I'm not going to be using any, a Microsoft Exchange server for this account, so I'll press down arrow to check out the next radio button. Outlook.com or Exchange ActiveSync compatible service or radio button checked. I don't have an Outlook.com account, so I won't use this option. I'll down arrow to the next radio button. Pop or MAP radio button checked. And here's the radio button for Pop or IMAP accounts. And because I want to set up a Gmail account using the Pop protocol, this is the radio button that I'm going to leave checked. I'm going to tab to the next button and activate it. Back B button, next and button. And just to make sure we're on the same page, I'm using the space bar to activate the next button. Space, your name Y Rich Edit. Now this is the step in the process which you need to add all of those details about your email account. And once again, you'll be responsible for obtaining these details from your email provider. I'll start by typing in my name. M A R C space S O L O M O N. And I'll tab to the next field. Email address Erich Edit. G W M I C R O at G M A I L period C O M. Account type pop three combo box one of two. And here's the account type combo box. The first option is pop three, which is the for the pop protocol. And this is where you could select either pop or IMAP. Since I want to use pop, I don't have to make any changes, and I'll press tab to move to the next field. Incoming mail server I rich edit. P O P period G M A I L period C O M. Outgoing mail server S M T P O rich edit. S M T P period G M A I L period C O M username U G W micro rich edit and the Google instructions specify that you want to type your full email address in the username field G W M I C R O at G M A I L period C O M password P secure edit box star 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 remember password our checkbox checked and I'll leave this checkbox checked so I don't have to enter my password every time I want to check for email or send email require logon using secure password authentication spot Q checkbox unchecked for my Gmail account I don't need to check this option but your email service provider might require that I'll tap to move on test account settings T dialog button. This is a button that allows you to check those email settings. I'm not going to do that yet. Automatically test account settings when next is quick test checkbox checked. And what this basically does is once you configure your settings and activate the next button, it'll automatically do the test. So I'll leave this checked so we can test those settings once we have everything completed. New Outlook Data 5W radio button checked one of two. This is a little bit more advanced and it's asking you what Outlook data file do you want to deliver new messages to? If you're just starting out with Outlook, you'll want to leave this default option for new Outlook data file checked. But in my particular case, I've already created some calendar appointments and some contacts to use in other parts of a demonstration. So I'm going to tell it to deliver messages to an existing Outlook data file that I've previously created. But once again, in your case, if you're just getting started, just leave this option as it is in tab. Existing Outlook date, select a browse S button, space, file name com Q, Q, W, webinar.pst1, webinar.pst, your name Y, Mark Solomon Rich. Okay, now at this point I'm going to quickly get back to where I was by shift tabbing. Can next back, more settings. And there's a more settings button. 
and in most cases if you're manually configuring your email account you're going to need to go into the more settings dialog and fill out a few more details and that's what we're going to do now I'll activate the button space type the name by which you want to refer to this account so in this edit box it'll default by putting your email address in there but I want something that's a little bit easier to recognize so I'll just type gmail account to name this account G M A I L space A C C O U N T that's really the only thing that I change in this particular area of the dialog but this is the multi-page dialog in which you want to move to another tab to make some additional settings changes so I'm gonna press shift tab general tab control one of three now I'm on the three, one of the first of three tabs available in the dialog. I'll press my right arrow to move to the second one. Outgoing server two of three. And I do need to make a change here, so I'll press tab. My outgoing server SMTP requires authentication checkbox unchecked. And Gmail does require authentication for the outgoing server, so I'll check this checkbox. Space. Checked my outgoing server SMTP requires authentication checkbox. There are other settings that can be customized on the outgoing server tab but the defaults below will work just fine for Gmail so I'm going to shift tab to go back to the dialogs tabs outgoing server tab control 2 of 3 now move to the third tab advanced 3 of 3 and we do need to make some changes here if you're using a Gmail account so I'll tab incoming server pop 3i100 and edit box and if you're not an, an internet guru you might not have much experience working with ports um, so you'll just want to follow these directions and, and type in what you need to to get the job done. The incoming server port that I want to use for POP is... 995. A tab. Use default D button. This server requires an encrypted connection SSLE checkbox unchecked. And Gmail does require SSL or secure socket layer encryption. So I'll check this checkbox with spacebar. Space. Check this server requires an encrypted connection SSLE checkbox. And I'll tab. Outgoing server SMTP 025 edit box. Okay, and I'm going to use um, port 465 for out my outgoing server. Use the following type of encrypted connection non combo box 1 of 4. And I'm going to use SSL 2 of 4. SSL encryption. Now, those are the only settings that you, that you need to change or configure to use your Gmail account. There's a few other settings down below, including your server timeout settings, um, which Google recommends you increase the time to more than one minute as well as some delivery options um, and there's one specific delivery option I'm going to tab to now short lead a copy of messages on the server L checkbox check this is the default that a lot of people do change which this basically means is once you download the message to your email client or Outlook remove that message from the server and that can help um, reduce the the storage load on the server but obviously Google they've got plenty of hard drive space so this isn't a requirement but I do um, uncheck this option just based on my personal preference. Space. Uncheck leave a copy of messages on the server. And I can't say for certain, but my understanding is even if you uncheck this option and you say don't leave a copy, Google still keeps pretty much every email that's ever sent to you on their servers uh, for archival purposes. So it probably doesn't make a big difference either way here. I'm going to tab to OK. OK button. Activate it. Space. More settings. M dialog button. Next and button property sheet at account blank pop and them up account setting. I'll just press control so um, we can get back to work here. And I'm going to press the speak summary hotkey to verify where I am in the add account dialog. And that's control shift S by default. Next end. Okay, so I'm on the next end button. And if you recall, once you configure your settings and activate this button, Alec is going to try to test your account settings to make sure you can receive messages 
and send messages based on those settings. Let's give that a try. Space. Stop S button. Property sheet test account settings blank stop S button outlook is testing the account settings you entered. Close C button disabled tasks errors close C button. Okay, so once you move from the stop button to the close button, you should expect that something has changed. I'm going to use the read active window hotkey that Windowwise provides and figure out if there's an updated message. And that default hotkey is Control Shift W. Stop S button disable congratulations. All tests completed successfully. And that's what I wanted to hear. So at this point, I'll activate the close button with the space bar, and we will have successfully added our Gmail account into Outlook 2013. Space. Next and button. Finish button. Property sheet at account. You're all set. We have all the information we need to set up our account. Add another account. A dialog button. Back button. Disable default. Finish button. All right. So we heard we're all set. I'm going to activate the finish button to complete the add account process. Space. Inbox webinar outlook. And that wraps up the demonstration of adding an email account in Microsoft Outlook. Next, I'd like to move our attention to identifying the different Microsoft Outlook components. And referring back to our study guide worksheet, question four asks, what are the five primary components of Outlook 2013? They are the mail component used to manage your email, the calendar component, allowing you to keep track of your appointments and meetings. The contacts component, allowing you to keep a list of contacts and their, all the details regarding their contact information. A tasks component, allowing you to keep a feature-rich tasks list. You can think of that as a to-do list. And then finally, it has a notes component, allowing you to keep track of notes, almost like a journal. And there are Outlook keyboard shortcuts that allow you to quickly switch to each one of these five components. And those keyboard shortcuts are Control-1 on the number row for mail, Control-2 for the calendar, Control-3 for contacts, Control-4 for tasks, and Control-5 for notes. Today's webinar, we're going to focus on the mail component. And in the second webinar, covering more advanced topics, we'll try to focus more on the calendar and contacts component of Outlook. But just to give you a quick tip and heads up, WindowWise provides a very user-friendly way to access your Outlook calendar information. And that's through the WindowWise Outlook calendar. No matter where you are on your computer, as long as Microsoft Outlook is open, you can bring up the WindowWise Outlook calendar using a WindowWise hotkey. And that hotkey is insert C as in calendar. I'm going to press that hotkey now just to give you a quick demonstration of what you would hear once the WindowWise Outlook calendar is displayed. Appointments P6.30 p.m. Subject birthday dinner for Jessica's brother at Buca Depot location 60 East Wilson Bridge Road, Worthington, 043,085 list view one of one. Dialog window eyes outlook calendar. And now I have a very user-friendly, keyboard accessible dialog that provides me with a list of appointments for today. And there's many other 
options within this dialog. For example, you can display all of the appointments you have for the current work week or the month or even the entire year, but we're defaulting just to today. And it told me that I've got a dinner appointment tonight for my brother, for my wife, Jessica's brother. So I don't want to miss that, and I'm glad I've used the Outlook calendar here to double check my schedule for today. I'll press Escape to close the Outlook calendar. We can get back to talking more about using the mail component of Microsoft Outlook. Now before we get into working with the mail component, I want to point out that there are a number of Outlook view settings that we recommend you customize to really optimize Outlook to work with window eyes. And I'd like to take you through these customization steps now because there's quite a few of them. Referring back to our study guide, question five asks and states, it is recommended that you turn the message preview, reading pane, to-do bar, and people pane off in each email folder that you use. Under what tab control in the ribbon can you find these items and what is the keyboard shortcut to activate this tab control? The answer is you can find all of these items under the view tab and the shortcut to get to and activate the view tab is alt V as in Victor. I will press that keyboard shortcut now. V, view. And now I'm going to take you through the steps of turning off each of the features I previously mentioned. Let's start with the message preview. There are shortcut keys for each of the items in the lower ribbon. And until you explore the ribbon, you're not going to know what these commands are. But because I've worked with this interface quite a few times, I do have many of them memorized. I'm going to use them today to save time. But if you did not know the shortcut keys, you would be able to tab through each and every item in the ribbon and locate these items in a more sequential manner. I'm going to press P as in preview followed by L as in Lima to activate the message preview item. P L go. And once I activate the item, a drop down menu is displayed and the first menu item is off. And I'll press enter to select off. This folder T button, menu closed. Dialog Microsoft Outlook blank change preview setting in all mailboxes a button default this folder T button cancel C button. And Outlook gives me the option to either apply the setting within just this folder or in all mailboxes. And these changes as I mentioned earlier are changes you want to make to all of your mail folders. So I'm going to tab until I find. Cancel C button. All mailboxes a button. And I'll press spacebar to activate the button. Space. Inbox webinar Outlook. And once you customize that setting, you're taken out of the ribbon and back to the main Outlook area. And I'm going to now go back to the View tab to make the next change. So I'll press Alt-V again. V, View. And now I want to turn off the reading pane, which I find to be probably literally the biggest pane for screen reader users because it complicates the user interface and it can make navigating the important areas in the mail component more difficult. And it really serves no purpose for those using screen readers, so let's go ahead and just turn it off to make our lives a little bit easier. The shortcut key to activate the reading pane item is P, as in Peter, followed by N as in November. P, N, right are checked. 
So by default, the reading pane is turned on and docked to the right. I'm going to down arrow in the drop-down menu. Bottom B. Off go. I found off, and I'll press Enter to select off or to turn the reading pane off. Menu closed. Inbox webinar outlook. All right, we're making some progress. Just a few more changes to make. We also want to turn off the to-do bar if it's turned on. Alt-V for the view tab. V. View. In the to-do bar, shortcut key is just a letter B as in bar. B. Calendar C. People B. Down arrowing. Tasks T. I'll go. And I'll press enter on off. Menu closed. It and last but not least, I'm going to turn off the people pane. Alt-V for the view tab. V. View. And try not to giggle here, but the shortcut keys are PP. P. P. Normal unchecked. People pane is currently set to normal. I'm going to down arrow until I find off. Minimize them. I'll go. And I'll press enter to turn the people pane off. Menu closed. Inbox webinar outlook. All right. At this point, we've customized the view options that will optimize Outlook to work with WindowWise. Now that we've made these changes, I'm going to make a suggestion that you try to apply these settings everywhere. Because by default, these changes will not be global changes, but specific to the email folder you're looking in. But there are a few tricks you can use to try to make these apply globally and to make it easier in the future to apply these settings in new email folders you might create. Before I do that, there's one more change I want to make, and it's regarding grouping. And really, the reason why you, you might want to do this is because by default, Outlook will group your email messages by the date they were received. And it changes your list view, or actually makes the list view of messages more complex. It has items that can be collapsed and expanded. And if you accidentally collapse a group of emails, when you up and down arrow through your list, they will not appear. You will not be able to access them directly. And in addition, these grouping elements add additional items to the list. My personal preference is I want a simple email list and each item is an email message. And if you want to have that same experience, you'll need to turn grouping off. And this is how you can do that. We go back to the View tab, Alt-V. V. And then we press V for View Settings. V. Description Columns. See Dialog Button. Dialog Advanced View Settings Compact Plan. And now we're in the Advanced View Settings dialog. All right, this is a little involved, so just try to follow these steps. Just press your tab key once. Description group by G dialog button. And you land in the group by button. Activate the button. Space. Automatically group according to arrangement. A checkbox checked. And this is the checkbox we want to uncheck so it does not group them by date. So I'll press space bar to uncheck it. Space. Unchecked automatically group according to arrangement. A checkbox. Now I'm going to press. I'm going to try to get to the OK button. Shift tab will probably be the fastest way to get there. Clear off, cancel, OK button. Activate the OK button. Space. And now I want to shift tab will probably be the fastest way to get to the OK button in the previous dialog we were in, advanced view settings. Description columns, cancel, OK button. And activate that. Space. Inbox webinar outlook. Great. So now we've turned off grouping. Now let's get back to that task of trying to make these settings apply globally or in all of our email folders. I'm going to go back to the view tab. V, view. And I'm going to select the change view item. C as in Charlie followed by V. C, V, context menu, compact, compact list view. And I'm going to down arrow until I find. Manage view, save current view as a new view. S dialog, 
And what this allows you to do is to store all of these settings changes that you've made as a new view. And you can name this view and then quickly apply it on demand. If you have a new email folder, you want to apply all these settings to in one swoop. So I'll press enter. Name of new view and copy of compact rich edit menu closed. Dialog copy view. And I'm going to type in the name of the view as W I N D O W dash E Y E S space O P T I M I Z E D Windowize Optimized. I'll call it Windowize Optimized. And I'll press enter. Inbox Webinar Outlook. I'll go back to the View tab with Alt V. V View. Go back to the Change View item with C V Charlie Victor. C V Context Menu. Windowize Optimized, Windowize Optimized List View. And you'll hear that when you open up the Change View item, you're placed on the new view you just created. So moving forward, you can go to an email folder that you want to apply the Windowize Optimized View to. Go to the View tab, activate the Change View item, and press Enter on Windowize Optimized, and it will apply all those settings in one swoop. Now, I'm going to press Down Arrow Manage views until I get dialogue. to Save, apply current view to other mail folders. A dialog. The option that allows me to apply the current view to all other mail folders. So I'll press enter here. Menu closed. Dialog apply view, apply view to these folders. F webinar expanded two items, tree view checked depth one. And I've got a tree view that represents all of my mail folders. And what I'm going to do is just use my arrow keys to move to each of the items in the tree and to check the item so that these settings are applied to those additional items. Inbox one of two unchecked depth space. Search folders to have two unchecked space. Check. And I'll tab forward. Apply view to subfolders. Checkbox unchecked. And just to be thorough, I'll check the checkbox for apply view to subfolders. Space. And then I'll tab to OK. OK button. And I'll activate it. Inbox webinar outlook. So now these settings should be applied to all of your mail folders. Keep in mind that Outlook designates a few of your email folders. I believe the sent items and the outbox might be two of them. Um, that aren't considered quote-unquote mail folders. So just keep in mind that you might need to go to these other email folders and apply these settings so that they are global. Now I just want to make a quick note of another keyboard shortcut that you might find handy. And this keyboard shortcut allows you to go from wherever you are in Microsoft Outlook. Maybe you're in your deleted items or you're in a subfolder containing some messages. Maybe you're even in the, the contacts or the calendar component. If you press Control-Shift-I as an inbox, your focus will move directly to the message list of your inbox. So I use that keyboard shortcut quite a bit. I just wanted to make a note of that, and it does actually answer question number six on your study guide worksheet. And the question is, what is the Outlook keyboard shortcut to switch to the inbox message list? Control-Shift-I as an inbox. Now that we've customized our views in the mail component, I'd like to give you a quick orientation to the main areas you're going to be working with. And those main areas are the message list, the navigation pane, and you also have a search utility or search edit box and a corresponding search button. Before I do that, I'm going to see if we have any email messages because to this point I've not yet checked for email. And once again, if you check out the keyboard shortcut and hotkey reference document that I put together for this webinar, you'll find all of these keyboard shortcuts that I'm using here today. 
In Microsoft Outlook, you can press F9 or Control M as in Michael to check for new mail. I'm going to press F9 and check for new mail now. Cancel off the button. Property sheet outlook send receive progress. One of two tasks have completed successfully. Cancel off the button default details button. Don't show this dialog box during send receive checkbox unchecked. Outlook 2013 marks. Outlook 2013 there are new items in your inbox. Okay, now that I've pressed F9 to perform a to perform a send and receive all click messages. Toggle, click, click, I'll just interrupt speech there so I can keep talking. I heard some audible tones. And those tones are coming from Outlook notifying you that there's new messages in your inbox. And then there were some toasts or pop-up windows that Outlook displayed, giving you a quick preview of some of the messages as well as that you have new items in your inbox. So WindowWise was doing its best to keep up with all those pop-up messages and, and reading them to you. So now at this point, let's go ahead and complete that quick orientation. I am currently in my message list. And this is the area that takes up the most portion, the largest portion of the screen in Microsoft Outlook. And the message list is very easy to navigate. You just simply use your up and down arrow keys to move sequentially through all the items, or you can press home to go to the top, or end to go to the bottom. I'm going to down arrow to move through my message list, and I want you to listen to the different pieces of information that WindowWise will provide for each email message. And these details correspond to what is being displayed in your message list. Unread from Mark Solomon, subject Exxon Conference 2014 final reminders updates received Friday 4 11 2014 1233 p.m. size 48kb. Down arrow again. Unread attachment from Mark Solomon, subject Windows keyboard shortcuts received Friday 4 11 2014 1232 p.m. size 32kb. Did you notice on that email item? that in addition to telling you who the message was from, its subject, when it was received and its size, it also mentioned in the very beginning that it has an attachment. That is your cue that this message has an attachment and we'll try to cover how to access that attachment just a little bit later. I'm going to down arrow again. Unread from Mark Solomon subject top tech tidbits for Thursday, April 3, 2014, volume 451, received Friday 4, 11, 2014, 12.32 p.m. size 100kb. And I'll down arrow one last time. Reminder meeting request unread from Mark Solomon subject working with Word 2013 and Window Eyes Part 2 received Friday 4 11 2014 12.31 p.m. size 8 kb. And for this method item, you might have noticed that Window Eyes mentioned that it has a reminder and an invite. And this is all part of some of the feature-rich Outlook calendar components. You can actually create a meeting, invite different individuals to that meeting and have this nice little meeting reminder that people can use to add this item automatically to their calendar. And that's what this item represents here in my inbox message list. I'm going to press home to go to the top of my message list. Unread from Microsoft Outlook subject Microsoft Outlook test message. I'll stop the speech there and now we're back at the top of the message list. Hopefully that gives you a little bit of a better idea how you can interact with your message list. A few more notes. As most of you know, if you want to open the message that you have selected in the list, it's just a matter of pressing the Enter key. And something that might not be quite as well known is that if you press your Applications key, which is usually three keys to the right of your spacebar on a full-size keyboard, it will open up the context menu for that selected message, giving you a number of commonly used and helpful features. 
and I use this context menu in my message list all the time to move messages, um, to reply, and, and a few other activities as well. So if you've not checked that out, I would encourage you to check out that context menu for the selected message in your message list. We're not going to open messages just yet because I want to finish, finish this quick tour of the Outlook mail component. And this, I'm going to refer back now to Click to toggle quick click. I'm going to refer, I'm sorry, I bumped the mouse there. I'm going to refer back to our study guide worksheet in question seven, which asks, how can you quickly move focus from the email message list to the tree view of email folders in the navigation pane? Well, you first might want to know, why would I ever want to do that? The email folders that are presented as a tree view in the navigation pane is very helpful if you want to be able to display messages of an email folder other than your inbox or if you want to be able to add additional email folders to better organize your messages or another example if you wanted to empty your deleted items or your trash these are all examples of why you might want to use the navigation pane that contains your email folders in a tree view so to get back to the answer the fastest way is probably to press Shift tab. Let's give that a try. Inbox five unread messages. I press shift tab. Windowize announced the item in the tree that was selected, which is inbox, and then it said five, telling me the number of unread messages in that particular folder. A tree view is a control that you can navigate using just your arrow keys. Up and down to move up and down through the items and left and right to open or close a branch in the tree. We do want to thank you for being with us this week here on Main Menu and hope you'll join us back here again next week on Main Menu. You have a great week and we'll see you soon here on Main Menu.